My name is Keith Beavers, and it's not, I'm not one to argue with the CEO of a company, but Adam Teeter, CEO of VinePair, I got to say, Tangerine LaCroix. What's going on, wine lovers from the Vine Paired Podcast Network? This is Wine 101, and my name is Keith Beavers. I'm the tasting director of Vine Pair, and what's going on? So we're hanging out in Italy, guys. We're still here, and we're still in the north, and we're just neighboring Valpolicella. It's a place called Suave. It's a wine called Suave, and it's a little bit confusing. Let's demystify Today's episode features Mays Row Wine Merchant's esteemed partner, Piro Pan. For four generations, the Piro Pan family has pioneered winemaking in the Suave region. To give you some context, the Suave region is one of the most famous white wine designation of controlled origin in Italy. Suave dates back to Roman times with castles and medieval city walls. Keep an eye out for Piro Pan Suave Classico, a delightful white wine. To try Piro Pan, follow the link in the episode description to BarrelRoom.com. Okay, wine lovers, we are still in northern Italy here, and the last region we talked about was Valpolicella, and today we're going to talk about the region just east of Valpolicella. It's a neighboring, or actually borders Valpolicella, and it has a very similar history to the Valpolicella region. It's called Suave, and I'm sure, again, like Valpolicella, you may have heard the word suave, um, and you may know it, you may not, but it's a, it's, a, it's a wine region, and it's a wine that's been on our American market for quite some time, and it sometimes gets glazed over because of its history. So we're still in this pre-Alp mountain range area with cascading mountainous hills coming down into the valley, creating valleys and hills. We have vines that are primarily in those hills of those valleys. And this is a place that grows a white wine grape called Garganiga. I know it's hard to say Garganiga. A little trick with Italian that I learned once, always emphasize the first vowel. Even if you think it's not going to work, it works. Pizza, prosciutto, garganiga, or garganega. I've heard it pronounced both ways. It doesn't really matter. What's important is this is the primary variety for the Suave region. And the original Suave wine region, the, the Suave region is named after the town of Suave and the hills surrounding the town, I guess, most to the east and the north. And when you go over these hills on the other side, you're going east. When you get onto the other side of these sort of hillish subalpine mountains, you are in a different area of vineyard space that is still part of the Suave region, but is surrounded by a town called Monforte d'Alpone. And this area is associated with a different style. So what's happening here is you have the town of Suave, and its surrounding hills. And this surrounding hill area is divided into two styles of wine made from the Garganega variety. In the area closest to Suave, 
you get kind of very steely, crisp, clean, focused white wine with good acidity and some sharp aromas. On the other part of the hills, towards the other town, Monforte d'Alpani, the soil changes a little bit and the exposure changes a little bit, but the variety tends to pr uh, produce wines that are a little bit fuller, but still crispy and clean from the same variety, Garganiga. So what we have here is a place where the variety was realized and it's uh, the product of these grapes were celebrated. And this area was, I guess you could say demarcated and kind of being talked about and defined in the late 1920s. But just like with Valpolicella, in 1968, when the Appalachian system was being you know, created in Italy, Suave was expanded enormously to the point where the surrounding hills were still part of the wine region, and there were actually other hills separated from that original area that were part of the wine region. But just like in Valpolicella, it was expanded so that the alluvial plain the flat alluvial plain outside the hills was also part of the wine growing region. And the result of that meant that just like in Valpolicella, the quality of wine that was being grown and made in the alluvial plains was very different than that of which was being made in the original hills. And in, because of that, the quality or the perception of quality of Suave was diluted because the majority of the wines being made and being distributed on the market were from the alluvial plains. And the white wine grape Garganega or Garganega, it needs hillsides. It needs harsh soils. It needs to, to work a little bit to develop what uh, – um, Jedi wine master Jansis Robinson calls garden herbs. And I swear, if it's a great suave, you smell those garden herbs and it's a wonderful part of the complexity of the wine. So you have an original area that was doing very well and had um, a reputation and there were some outlying areas as well. Then you have this large alluvial plain that's now part of suave. This is all one variety here. And it's, it's in a white wine variety. It's amazing the differences of complexity and quality depending on where this white wine grape is grown. So the way it shook out in the end is the Suave region got very complicated for us on the American market. When we see Suave in a wine shop, we don't know what we're looking at. We understand the word Suave. Okay, it's a white wine. It's got a Ghana. What's Suave Classico? What's Suave Dio Superiore Dio Siege? What is all this stuff? So what happens is this is a wine region that was always trying to get back to its original glory, get back to the time before the DOC, because before the DOC was awarded, just like Valpolicella, the hillside wineries were thriving on this amazing sort of export market within the country. So... Over time, four appellations were created in this space in, a, in a, an attempt to focus on the differences between the wines from one grape in this region. So this is how it shakes out.
you have the Suave DOC. This is wine that can come from anywhere in the Suave region. Then you have Suave Classico DOC. This, just like in Valpolicella, is for those two areas I talked about surrounding Suave and the other town on the other side of the hill, Monforte d'Albany. This is the original place where everyone fell in love with, and it's now called Suave Classico. Now, there are hillside vineyards outside the Classico area, so it, th- those hills have their own DOC. It's called Suave Coli Scaligori DOC. And there are hills just west of, uh, west of Suave, there's hills, um, and northeast of the area. So these are the other places that have proven to be great wine-producing areas that are just outside the Classico region. And then there's this other one, guys, I'm sorry, I'm telling you there's four of these, is Suave D.O.C.G. Superiore. And this was an attempt to kind of, I don't know, there was, a, there was an attempt to kind of like draw down a little bit on the quality where if you want to do a superiore, it's a lower yield requirement and the alcohol has a minimum of 12%. So you'll see these on the labels. You'll see Suave DOC, Suave Classico DOC. And to make it a little more confusing, I don't want you guys to uh, focus too much on this because it can be very confusing and we're st- it's still in development. But this area has also awarded 47 villages the ability to am- append their village on the label. That's a lot. Um, so <laughs> what I think we should focus on here with Suave is the Classico area and the Coli uh, Scaligori area will give you what Suave originally wanted to give. A little more complexity, some depth, some steeliness, some aromas. Suave Superiore DOCG can also do that because a lot of them come from the Classico region and stuff like that. In the Suave DOC is sort of the everyday wine of the Suave region. So I also want to emphasize that I know we're talking about a white wine region, but this this grape makes awesome wine. Wine that is just, white wine that is structured with like just the right amount of acidity, salinity, very kind of like quiet, um, those herbs, the, the, the quiet aromas. It's not a very pronounced white wine, but it's a very refreshing, very satisfying white wine, Suave. And these days, the Garganega grape is still the primary varietal, but they've added a couple varieties that you can blend because sometimes it's a late ripening variety and it has thick skin, so it can handle the weather, but sometimes, you know, this is wine. Sometimes the fruit doesn't set the way the winemakers want, so there are other varietals you can have in the blend. So, Throughout all of the Suave region, 70% of the wine needs to be Garganiga or Garganega. And then the rest of the 30% can be made up of Chardonnay, 
Pino Bianco, even Sauvignon Blanc, but primarily the Trebbiano di Suave, which is actually Verdicchio, but because Verdicchio is the name used in Le Marche, the people of Suave wanted to give respect to that and name their Trebbiano di Suave so as not to copy them. Very cool of them. And that's really it for Suave, wine lovers. It's an awesome wine. I'm, 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 I'm happy to talk about it because you're going to see it a lot. It's, it's around. Um, and when you go to a wine, I mean, any wine shop is going to have Suave pretty much. But if you go to a wine shop, you know, that's a little more curated, you can find Suave that really will just, you know, oh, wow. This is like, do I, am I smelling chamomile and honey? It's just, it's awesome. Okay, guys, see you next week. Fine Pair Keith is my Insta. Rate and review this podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. It really helps get the word out there. And now for some totally awesome credits. Wine 101 was produced, recorded, and edited by yours truly, Keith Beavers, at the Vine Pair headquarters in New York City. I want to give a big old shout out to co-founders Adam Teeter and Josh Mallon for creating Vine Pair. And I mean, big shout out to Danielle Grinberg, the art director of Vine Pair, for creating the most awesome logo for this podcast. Also, Darby Seaside for the theme song. Listen to this. And I want to thank the entire Vine Pair staff for helping me learn something new every day. See you next week. J. Gallo Winery is excited to sponsor this episode of Vine Pair's Wine 101. Gallo always welcomes new friends to wine with an amazing wide range of favorites ranging from everyday to luxury and sparkling wine. I mean, Gallo also makes award-winning spirits, but you know, this is a wine podcast. So whether you're new to wine or an aficionado, Gallo welcomes you to wine. We look forward to serving you enjoyment in moments that matter. Cheers. Visit BarrelRoom.com today to find your next favorite where shipping is available.